KXRN LP. Laguna Niguel, Laguna Beach. Member supported. KXFM on 104.7. KXFMRadio.org. This disclaimer is a statement notifying listening audiences that any opinions expressed on our shows are not representative of Laguna Radio Inc., its management, or its board of directors. This is Craig on Rainbow Radio. Sorry for a little little mix-up here. We got some new software that's fabulous stuff, but uh, I'm not so fabulous. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, it's a beautiful day in Laguna Beach, and uh, as I always do, sometimes all we need to know is the weather report. So we will start off with the weather report, as usual. Here we go. It is going to be sunshine with a few afternoon clouds today. I don't believe it. I don't believe there's going to be any clouds anywhere uh, no. Mm -mm. And, and the next couple days, it's going to warm right up according to the 10 day weather forecast for throughout the week. It's going to get up into the seventies and eighties. We're going to have a hot, I think it doesn't really start till Monday though. So you, you've got a little, uh, you've got a little breathing room here, if you will. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So be prepared. It is summer. It is June, and June gloom is going to fade, and we're going to wish it were just a little cooler, uh, especially if you're a little short on the air conditioning function in your in your residence, which a lot of Laguna Beach people kind of are. You know, why why, do, why would we need air conditioning? We're at the beach. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to Rainbow Radio. It's just me today. I do have some guests that may stop in a little bit, and we may chat on a, a news in the community. I want to thank Mike Johnson, our sponsor for Rainbow Radio um, and Compass Realty. He's been out there and been very supportive of Laguna Beach Pride, which is going on all month this month, as proclaimed by the city of Laguna Beach about two years ago. Uh, then Mayor Tony Eisman brought a proclamation before city council, and it was voted on and unanimously decided that uh, June would be Pride Month in Laguna Beach forever and ever, henceforth forever and ever. And if you're downtown and you get close to City Hall, you will see the rainbow flag, which I like to call the flag of diversity. 
uh, flying above uh, City Hall, the flag of diversity. And, the, and, and why I say that is that everyone goes, oh, it's the gay flag. No, let's not just call it the gay flag. Let's call it the flag of uh, diversity and inclusion. How's that? It's all a powerful thing. And uh, news, as I've been getting to every uh, week about this time, with is with uh, Laguna Beach Pride. There, uh, we're getting oh, we're getting more and more organized for the end of this month, which is the twenty fifth. Is uh, a re reception for um, it's it's Pride, it's Pride Day in Laguna Beach, and it starts on Friday and goes through Sunday. And it, there's lots of things planned, but the first plan is Friday as a reception at Harley's. In downtown Laguna, uh, they're generously providing and donating uh, food to, to get the, to kick it off, uh, snack food for happy hour, and that'll go on till I'm sure well into the evening, and then Saturday, which is the 26th, which will be on the promenade, uh, starting at noon, and uh, we've got a lot of things scheduled for that, but it's essentially. Come and enjoy the food and the camaraderie. Wear your colors. Uh, make it a Pride Day Laguna Beach and enjoy all that Laguna Beach has to offer. That's uh, that's what it's all about. Oh, I see some people have are joining me. Okay. Um, and then on Sunday, which is a terribly popular <laughs> event, and we're bringing it back um, to Laguna because it's been so popular. And that is uh, uh, Andorra and the Royal Hawaiian. And uh, it's, it's um, well, it's, they're taking reservations and it's, it's uh, better get your reservation in, in now. But the Royal Hawaiian is just north in Laguna there. And uh, uh, Maro is the executive chef and owner and, and they're doing some special things for us on that Sunday, the 27th, and at uh, two, 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. in Dora, my favorite um, local colorful personality, I will say, will be there calling the bingo numbers. And we've got some great, some great prizes uh, from various uh, businesses and donations and, and prizes that we've actually purchased to make it a little extra special. So you can join us. Uh, you can join us with that. How about that? Uh, that's on Sunday, the 28th, but you have to call them directly. You can't go online, and make the reservations or through Laguna Beach Pride. Uh, and to keep abreast of what's going on in Laguna Beach Pride, just go to lagunabeachpride.org and uh, it'll smack you right in the face with what's going on. <laughs> it's, uh, it's on the front page of uh, Laguna Beach Pride. And we're trying to, we're, the overall goal here is to help the businesses that have suffered for so long in Laguna Beach uh, to bring um, business into Laguna Beach, uh, hopefully for a full day and, and for many days to come uh, with uh, reaching out to Los Angeles, Palm Springs, uh, San Diego, uh, Long Beach, our, our nearby feeder markets, if you will, in, in marketing terminology. Uh, and you know, encourage people to make it a weekend stay, maybe stay at, uh, stay at a five star or stay at a, a one star, but just come and stay and enjoy the weekend. Uh, so we're, we're encouraging uh, people. We also have another event in, um, uh, I'm July, uh, waiting to go right on the 10th. So that's right after, and that is paddle 
we call it pride paddle. Uh, uh, pride paddle. Yeah, I got it from here in Phillips. So too. what that is by Heisler Park, uh, we will take off probably early, uh, well, mid-afternoon for uh, paddle boards. And, uh, are you going online? I'm on oh, Zoom right now. What are you doing? Me. Where did that come from? <laughs> um, and we go on Zoom? have a picnic and have a sunset picnic uh, in Heisler Park. Now you told me location. It's a great location. Oh. And we hope three or 400 people show up and yeah, don't wait till the last minute in the crowd and the mirth we'll, and dirt. Well, we mirth. Group uh, and if you don't want to paddleboard, we'll know that not everyone paddleboards. Um, for example, myself, I would probably seriously injure myself if I decided to paddleboard, but doesn't mean I may, might try it, not try someday, but anyway, <laughs> You can go there, and um, on the beach, we have all sorts of fun things going on uh, while they're paddleboarding and um, games, kind of fun games. Um, and then we have our picnic. So that's the plan for uh, July. August is uh, the beach. We want to do a summer beach party at West Street Beach. And that's going to happen, I think that's the 11th of August. I don't know right off hand. And then uh, September is uh, at, it's the white party. And it starts, uh, it goes on at the seven degrees in the canyon. And that's a great location for a kind of a techno high end dance party. And as we get as, like, as I say, if you want to know more what's going on with these as things develop, because you can't just pull all this stuff together, willy nilly really quickly. So <clears throat> some of the some of it has worked out and some of it's still in the process, but to know what's going on is a lagunabeachpride.org, lagunabeachpride.org. And I'm unanimous in that. <laughs> so we're going to take a short music break here. It's all about uh, the bass and we'll be right back on the other side of it. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, 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 bass. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I ain't no size two, but I can shake it, shake it like I'm supposed to do. Cause I got that boom, boom that all the boys shake. All the right junk in all the right places. I see the magazines working out Photoshop. We know that shit ain't real. Come on now, make it stop. If you got beauty, beauty, just raise them up. Cause every inch of you is perfect from the bottom to the top. Yeah, my mama, she told me don't worry about size. She says boys like a little more booty to hold a Yeah. 
Hello. Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. And that goes out to my dear friend up in uh, Los Angeles. I hope he's listening. Brian. Brian, that's all about the bass. You remember that? That was a very popular song for quite a quite a segment there. Yes, I do have some people that have just dropped in on me. That would be two dear friends that come in pairs, you know. <laughs> Harry Huggins and Bill Atkins. And I, I will say it again, if you've lived in California for any length of time, you've seen Bill's art because it's all over California. It's uh, on many, many vehicles throughout the state. It's the tail of the whale or the whale of the tail, something like that. You know, I didn't quite get finished with the weather report. Before we get to Harry and Bill, I did want to say Sunday it's supposed to be 71, Monday 77, and then Tuesday 82. And from then on, it's in the 80s. So be prepared this next week. It's going to be warm uh, up to 82 is the high during the week. So who knows what's going to happen? You know, that's the 10 day weather forecast. Anyway, Bill has a pet project and he has been um, involved with, I think since 2009, right, Bill? Well, well this is our 14th annual Laguna Beach Vet de la Musique. 14th so annual. If you do the math, I don't know what, what, <laughs> what the first year was, but well, somewhere I saw you join the uh, operation in 2009. It seems like, but I may be mistaken. That could be right. I, I haven't documented that stuff myself. But what it is is Laguna loves music, you know, and they love art, but they also love lots of music. And Bill's been involved uh, with uh, this music effort, which is through Sister Cities. And I thought Sister Cities was just, um, you know, you found one city, like, well, for an example, and I live in San Juan Capistrano. Don't tell anyone because I love Laguna Beach. Sorry, San Juan. <laughs> but uh, they have a sister city called uh, Capistrana. Capistrana is spelled a little bit differently, and it's in Italy. And uh but they're just the two cities and they share a little bit of the culture back and forth, but not as nearly as much as Laguna beach is sharing. So Bill, can you give us a little rundown on this effort? That's a week away. It's going to happen here in Laguna. 
Okay, this is uh, an event that we've done. Uh, as I said, uh, this is our 14th annual event. And um, it was started in France and we have a sister city in France. So that's what kicked the ball back oh. when we started. Uh, by the way, our, our sister city association has um, uh, a city in France called Montan and uh, in England, it's Santa, St. Ives. And in Mexico, it's San Jose del Cabo. So we're doing this music festival and it's meant to be held. Uh, it's been done in 200 cities, a lot of French cities um, on the longest day of the year to welcome the summer. Now our day that we have available happens to be Saturday, June 19th. So we're, we're doing it on that day, but it's in the tradition of the French um, um, music festival, which might actually go on all night. Ours starts at 9 a.m. and ends around 6 p.m. Yeah, because I think this one flyer had uh, noon to four, but that seems very short-lived so oh, you know what you're right i'm uh, uh, no you are right i am wrong um it is um noon to four yes that's it well i suppose i'll be working nine but <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say i suppose there will be there'll still be some lingering entertainment and some early entertainment at the same time but let me just, here's some statistics, some information I have. Established in January 2008, Laguna Beach Sister Cities Association, LBSCA, Inc., is a broad-based Laguna Beach City Council approved, all-volunteer, as in Bill Atkins, uh, nonprofit organization. The LBSCA is a primary, primary, has a primary goal to establish and maintain long-term relationships between the city of Laguna Beach and our sister cities, Menton, France, San Jose del Cabo, Mexico, and St. Ives, England. Oh, in England too. Well, I know people there. Uh, these partnerships will encourage a collaboration of ex an exchange of cultural, educational, and business activities. I'd say that's a tall order. Um, it is a member, uh, LBSCA is a member of Sister Cities International, an organization providing leadership and guidance to the establishment and operation of sister city organizations worldwide. So right. it brings the world together, right, Bill? Uh, well, well that's, that's our target, yes, yeah. I think that's a wonderful goal. Bring With the world music. together, we need that. Live music. <laughs> Uh, there are uh, 30 some odd performers. And, and when I say performers, I mean, some of them are groups. Oh, wow. They'll be positioned on many corners or in front of restaurants uh, all throughout downtown and even up into the hip district. Um, so we're, um, it will be a period of time that you'll be able to hear live music everywhere you walk in downtown. Wow. And you just uh, let your ear guide you to the music you may be more interested in and spend some time. I, I think you'd be hard pressed to hit all of them in those four hours, but I suppose you no, could. You can. Yeah, you can. You can just walk and yeah, yeah. you can. Yeah. 
I was driving. I I was in Laguna Beach, uh, downtown Laguna Beach yesterday. We were at Heisler Park and over on Ocean Avenue for a little bit there. And I, as I look around, I see so many of the uh, sidewalk uh, seating areas that the the city has put out. And you know, I honestly hope they all stay. I just feel like it's given the city a whole different feeling. Uh, uh, that it's, I don't know, for lack of a better word, it, sounds, it seems a little more European. You know, you come out and you could sit on a patio there and, and drink your espresso and watch the world go by, which a lot of people like to do, you know. So it's not a bad thing what's going on. And, and so music will be a big part of it a week. That's a week from today yes. at noon. At noon. So probably come early and uh, be prepared to walk a little bit if you want to see all the entertainment or as probably what I would do is find the one I like the most and sit down and, and enjoy it for the, for the length of it. But no, hey, Craig. yeah. Craig, I want to point out a couple of those to you. Uh, one of them is uh, April Walsh. She'll be in front of the Tubella boutique. And uh, the other uh, key uh, in my book is uh, Linnell Hamill. She'll be over in front of the Mulan B Bistro. And oh. both of them are quite French. I mean, you'll get real French music. <laughs> and I got to point out to you, uh, so that you don't miss it, uh, St. Ives, England, is where the Queen showed up unexpectedly for the G7 summit. And that's our sister city. Get oh, wow. That's pretty important. So, yeah. uh, so her and Biden, the kinda, they're kind of hitting it off, having it kicking back a couple cocktails. and Yeah, Biden is in our sister city this weekend. <laughs> well, how wonderful. We're, see, Laguna Beach is the center of the universe. We have the pulse on everything. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say that. <laughs> I, I had the audacity once up in L.A. at a charity event, which... Uh, so the Golden Girls were at, and I was introducing uh, Estelle Getty, I believe. And anyway, I, it was a beautiful day in LA, and it was the sun was shining, and we had a, a cars, all these cars collect uh, Peterson Museum style cars, really nice, out on the out by the Design Center. And I just got my best radio voice on, and and I stuck my mouth all the way in the microphone as far as I could, and I go, and now, ladies and gentlemen, just remember that Los Angeles is the center of the universe. <laughs> well, there were some people from wow. New York and <laughs> uh. that didn't tend, that tended not to agree with me. And so I, I kind of walked it back a little bit, but uh, in all in good humor, but I, I do think if you are so engaged in the location you live, that it's, uh, Sometimes you feel that way, and, and I think Laguna Beach is one of those special locations as well. So there you go. Little tidbit from Cooley. So um, then I do, and in, in, indeed, the name of the musical is Fete de la Musique, right? Fete. Fete. Fete de la Musique. La Musique. Musique. Oh, get my... That would be That would be the way the French would say it. Well, that's the way we should say it. I mean, after all, yeah. And um, but I, 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 how easy is it to get 30 or 40 musicians together? I have trouble getting one or two. <laughs> we have a person that does that. 
Oh. And his name is Ken Aubuchon, which is actually a French name. Oh. And he's done it for the, since the beginning, and he's very good at it. Um, wow. He knows all these people's names, and he knows how to reach them. And, and you know, it's, uh, it's quite a, a huge job. Yeah. Wow. But he loves it. And, uh, and by the way, Harry's going to be hosting the stage at, I believe it's Main Beach. Is that right, Harry? That's right. Actually, uh, I'll be emceeing to introduce uh, some of the uh, keynote uh, speakers, or at least uh, the people I want you to be aware are going to be there. Mayor Bob Whalen uh, from the 5th District, uh, Sergio Prince, who works uh, with Lisa Bartlett, uh, representing also the 5th District. Uh, and then Karen Phillipson, of course, are one of our founding uh, presidents of uh, Laguna Sisters, uh, Sister Cities. Uh, all of these people. Uh, also, there's going to be some other great singers right behind me. Uh, there uh, on the Greeters Corner uh, will be uh, a, a senior man who is quite the singer uh, and his wife. Uh, they'll be there um, uh, in the French uh, national uh, uh, anthem will be sung by Laguna tenor uh, Rick Weber. Uh, and of course, we'll have the American uh, uh, anthem there as well. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a very musical day. Imagine you are gr having people for the weekend, and you take them down to Laguna on this particular day. They're going to go bananas! Like what? You guys no do this so all early. the time? Oh yeah, of course. We have music on every corner just all the time. Uh, liar. <laughs> oh, anyway. Well. Uh, yeah. What a day. It's it's going to be fun. Now, I should add to this uh, the, something that's to be considered with this event. The 15th is the date that California is, uh, unless something derails it, but we're still headed that way where the restrictions are pretty well um, pulled back with regard to COVID. So it's a time first officially liberated if, uh, to um, engage a little more and particularly outdoors out uh, with one another. So it's a great time. So everyone should really get together, get their flip-flops and their bronzer, make a day of it. Uh, and uh, yeah, do everything that's Laguna Beach. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else, Harry, on the on the uh, uh, the list of, uh, of activities? I uh, believe there will be quite a few musicians uh, scattered around. Uh, this isn't the kind of thing where you just go to Main Beach and watch the one band there. Uh, the, the Agave Brothers, by the way, they are worth listening to. But so aren't a lot of others around. And so the point of this day isn't to stay necessarily. I mean, you might fall in love with somebody and want to stay there uh, because they've got great music. But walk around. Yeah. See the other uh, groups that are playing. Uh, this year, I would call uh, a little light compared to the many years that we've uh, been doing this. But uh, that's because of the COVID uh, effect. You know, it has a ripple effect on everything. Uh, but there'll be people over by the Sculpture Garden, uh, opera singers, Cheryl Lynn Smith will be there, uh, as wow. well as uh, a violinist, a, a violinist. Uh, Raven at their front entrance on Glenire. Um, anyway, th there's so many uh, musicians uh, playing that it's uh, kind of hard to 
uh, quote them all here, but you can rest assured they're along the promenade uh, and uh, down the other uh, streets there nearby, like Ocean and Broadway. So make a day Over of it. Have, Broadway, have lunch. One, uh, yeah, at Carmelita's there in that food court. There'll be uh, musicians there as well. Very cool. Very cool. Well, um, so uh, when everyone listening goes there, go say hello to Harry. And, and if you get lost, he'll guide you in the right direction, I'm sure. And I, I want to thank both of you for donating your time for such a, a project. I think that that is so wonderful. Bill has uh, done a lot of the art for the um, posters that support it and, and promote it. And it's all beautiful. And um, yeah, anything else you want to add, Bill, to that we may have missed? Well, well, right now at the farmer's market, we're giving out flyers. So that'll okay. help with more details and also showing our, our support system and the different organizations that support us. So okay. if you're in town, you could just stop by the, the farmer's market and there'll be um, people in both, both exits and entrances uh, distributing the flyers. And I see you can also go to Laguna Beach sistercities.com uh, on the internet. Laguna Beach sistercities.com. And it is uh, cities with an S. T I E S. Yes. Oh, Craig. Craig, I, yes. I left out one detail I want to uh, put in uh, that I forgot about, and that's the French national anthem will be sung again by singer Lisa Maurice, and Indeed. it is beautiful. I don't know French that much, but listening to their anthem, you kind of go, wow, that's what a sweet country. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, it's right. very heroic, very <laughs> heroic song. See, we're 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 international here in Laguna Beach <laughs> on so many levels. Well, I, I yeah. I'm gonna uh, thank both of you for for dropping in. Unless there's anything more you want to add to this, uh, I'm gonna take a music break and I'll be back with the on this day in history and some news which uh, I've been missing out on. There's a guy that painted his fingernails and he got thrown out of school because he painted his fingernails. That's an interesting one too. But we'll we'll get there. Great. One yeah. last thing, Craig. Yeah. I got to tell everybody how much I love your show. I love the, your history review. Uh, I love uh, how you uh, bring music into it all. Uh, thank uh -huh. you so much for doing this program for us. Well, thank you, Harry. I've been at it for four years, and I, I feel like it's the only job in my life I ever show up early for. So that's, that's a testament <laughs> that, <laughs> that it's important to me, too. And I hope that uh, I can share many things that help many people in around the world that may be listening, especially if they're in Guyana lately, there's some horrible stuff going on there um, with uh, gay issues. Um, so I think one thing that um, I'll elaborate a little bit on that, Harry, on your, your good wishes is one thing that's kind of um, provoked me to, to stick with it and stay there is that for the last four years, I've been reading the news and we all tend to get locked into our own little environment and comfortable. And uh, when I started reading the news on an international level, um, you know, the, uh, well, fairly recently in Iran, there was the, the uh, honor killing of the, the 20 year old boy, a guy that was um, gay and his family murdered him because he was gay. 
and you hear you i read stuff like that and i and i it can be disturbing but i think it's important that everyone understands these things what's going on and whenever there's a triumph or something that a success a step forward even if it should be 20 steps forward but if it's just one <laughs> it's also worth mentioning so I temper it with both sides of that and try to get a message out there that I feel is important to the community. So thank you, Harry. Um, thank you, Craig. Yeah. Thank you, Craig, for letting us tell our story here. Oh, no problem. Anytime. And anyone out there who's listening who has uh, an event going on that's uh, such as this, uh, dare I try and pronounce it again in French? <laughs> the fiat. Thank you. Thank you. Bet de la musique. Uh, be sure to let me know at rainbow-radio.com uh, and we'll get to it on the radio on Saturday morning, every Saturday morning here in Laguna Beach. We're going to go uh, to Dinka, which is a uh, kind of a upbeat song that early in the morning, get your blood flowing. And I'll be back with the news again. Thanks, Harry and Bill. You're welcome to hang around and, and chime in on the news. If you have comments, I always love that. But for right now, here is, um, here we go. Craig, you can't hear it.
Wow. I think I think that was better than a triple espresso <laughs> here on KXFM 104.7. Um, Craig here, I, I'm going to do the, um, the, on this day in history, we haven't had it for quite a while. And I uh, actually, uh, this is a different source. And this is one that focuses particularly on the month, which is Gay Pride Month. So uh, without any further ado, uh, on this day in history in Orlando, which I believe that's in Florida, right? Yeah. On this day in 2016, a lone gunman opened a fire at gay nightclub, killing 49 people and wounded 53 others. It was the deadliest incident of violence uh, against LGBT people in the U.S. in U.S. history. Boy, was that... Um, was that a horrible time? I remember at the time I was managing uh, Laguna Beach, or what was and no longer is, uh, Main Street Bar and Cabaret. And uh, uh, Steve Dictoro, who was the uh, mayor at the time, uh, came and uh, we had a little, uh, that afternoon we had a little, uh, Oh, I guess memorial group. Everyone just kind of gathered. Everyone wanted to get together and just be close to friends and 
and connect because it was such a devastating, uh, devastatingly difficult time uh, when that was going on. Anyway, I, I, that's my, my world experience. And June 13th on this day in history, in 1958, that's a few years ago, the U.S. Supreme Court unanimously reversed uh, three lower court rulings that an issue of one magazine, the U.S. first pro-gay publication based in Los Angeles, was obscene. Oh, Lord. The ruling defended the free expression of uh, this ruling defended the free expression of the LGBT community and paved the way for wider distribution of LGBTQ writing. So, um, unanimously reversed because I know they they wanted. I remember there was a time when they didn't want us to get the word out, so they they classified anyone who did publishing, which was some people at the. Uh, Oh, the bookstore that was up in L.A., I want to call it, um, it was there for so many years. They had a publication, and they deemed it pornography, a circus of books, and they deemed it pornography to, to try and stop the movement, and it was no more pornographic than any other, the, the, the subject matter that they were, that they were honing in on uh, was, was pretty mainstream, but it was gay. I remember, too, when movies, uh, if they had gay content, um, they would be rated X or restricted for that gay content. But if it was heterosexual content on a similar level, it was not rated uh, so restricted, uh, trying to protect everyone from these um, recruiting homosexuals, which is another misnomer, but I digress. Okay. Uh, June 14th, on this day in 1950, boy, this goes way back, authorized the, uh, the U.S. Senate authorized the investigation and eventual purge of homosexuals from the federal government, which would become known as the Lavender Scare, a reference to the better-known Red Square Scare, which motivated the government's actions. Members of the LGBT community were viewed as communist sympathizers and were thus deemed risks to national security during the McCarthy era, hundreds of people lost their jobs as a result of this campaign. That's our history, folks. <laughs> you can learn more about that um, from the Bureau, The Secret History of the FBI, uh, which is a publication that's out. Okay, going, moving on, on June 15th, on this day in history, uh, in uh, 2014, the Calvary Baptist Church in Washington, D.C., reordained Minister Allison Robinson, who had previously been ordained as a man. This gesture symbolized the church's acceptance of transgender individuals in the clergy. So that's cool. <laughs> that's on, uh, learn more by Transgender Lives and Storybooks, Transgender History. And then uh, moving forward, on June 16th, uh, on this day in 2008, lesbian rights pioneers Del Martin and Phyllis Lyons, oh, they are history, believe me, made headlines as the first same-sex couple to wed in the city of San Francisco. Today, the LGBT History Museum in San Francisco, California, honors their legacy by displaying their wedding pantsuits in a permanent museum <laughs> exhibition. Oh, San Francisco, only you would do that. <laughs> How cool is that? 
thank you. Thank you for that one. Okay, and then moving on to June 17th, on this day in 1968, the documentary film The Queen was released, 68. Directed by Frank Simon, it tells a story of the 1967 Miss America Camp Beauty Pageant and follows Jack, also known as Sabrina, the mistress of the ceremony for the contest. And the pageant contestants recorded recordings, rehearsals, and behind-the-scenes conversations about the draft board, sexual identity, and sex change operations. The Queen paved the way for uh, later the classic drag films such as Paris is Burning and Tu Wong Fu, Thank You for Everything, Julie Newmar. I love Tu Wong Fu, thank you for... That had some um, very interesting people in it. I can't think of all their names offhand, but June 18th on this day in history... On this day in 1994, that's recent history, the opening for the fourth Gay Games, an international sporting and cultural event promoting inclusion, participation, and personal growth was held in New York and, time, and timed to con- coincide with the 25th anniversary, 5th anniversary of Stonewall Uprising. <coughs> it's called the Power Games, the political history of the Olympics. You can read more about that. On June 19th, on this day in history, the U.S. Presbyterian Church voted to allow pastors perform marriage ceremonies for same-sex couples. Good on you, the U.S. Presbyterian Church. We love you. So that is Pride Month on LGBTQ history. They ran out of days, I guess. (laughs) And now, (laughs) excuse me, and now on to the news. Well, I actually do have some more on this day in history, but I, I want, I was going to jump around a little bit because I find it, I don't have, I have like eight minutes left. Not a lot of time. Uh, but a defiant, I found this interesting. A defiant gay teen suspended for painting his nails wins a fight against school's homophobic dress code. How about that? 17-year-old Trevor Wilkinson was suspended for violating the school's homophobic dress code. Um, he's for wearing nail polish. He won his fight against the Texas school board. Oh, yeah, Texas. There we go. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> the Clyde. I love Texas. Just certain parts of it I could do without. And I think you can say the same of any state, but yeah. The Clyde High School senior, 17, received an indefinite in-school suspension November of last year for breaking the school's homophobic and sexist dress code that prohibited nail polish for male students, for male students only. Wilkinson state, uh, started a petition against the code, which was signed by hundreds of thousands of people before taking his case to the school board. Highlighting the school's double standard, he asked the board members at the time, why is it against dress code for a man to be comfortable with his masculinity and defy the gender norms society has imposed on us? Good question, 17-year-old Trevor. Why is it harmful for me to wear nail polish? Is it not harmful for girls to wear it? Why is it harmful for males? Now, months later, Trevor Wilkinson has finally convinced the Clyde School Board to introduce a gender-neutral dress code. How about that? On Monday, April 19th, The board unanimously voted to bring uh, in gender-neutral language into the school handbook starting for the next academic year. According to the Abilene Reporter, 
The new code no longer mentions nail polish or makeup at all, and all the requirements, other requirements will apply to all students regardless of their gender. Uh, board members even included high school students in the drafting of the new code. Good on them. That's the collaboration, working together across the aisle. Congress, take notice. Step across the damn aisle. <laughs> oh, I can't cuss. I did say a word there. Um, I suppose that's not allowed. I don't know. Board members even uh, included, oh, yes, okay. The Trevor Wilkinson told a news station, K. TXS, it is with great honor that I am pleased to announce that Clyde School's dress code is officially gender neutral forever. I'm at a loss for words for joy and feeling on this special day. I am so blessed by support, love, and help I have received through this experience. He added on Facebook, it's been a great to be able to help in some small part of a much needed change. A week ago, Trevor Wilkinson shared photos of his senior prom on Instagram where he wore a bow tie, braces, and nail polish, of course. <laughs> so good on you, Trevor. See, it's those small steps that add up, and eventually you've walked a mile. And 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 that is a good thing. How are we doing on? Yeah, we got a few more minutes here. Um, I in Africa, there's a lot of um. I've decided in reading all my news, as, as I like to do, that often the uh, LGBTQ prejudices and, and I'd say hatred, I guess I should just say that, and, and misunderstanding or, or lack of acceptance and lack of diversity is abundant from my own perspective. I've read a lot of news in Africa, in the, on the continent of Africa. Now, there's a few bastions of safety but for the most part particularly guiana uh more recently i think they arrested 41 people at what they uh, for a gay wedding uh, they arrested the wedding party and put them in jail and i think it was like weeks later they're still in jail and they're trying to get i mean those tuxedos must have reeked <laughs> oh i dig it's not funny it's not really funny uh um but they're trying to get him out and it's still very much against the law and very taboo. And every once in a while, and in, in one of these countries in, and in greater parts of Europe, there's a politician who makes his stand like, um, Oh, about getting the deporting the gays. There, there is, Oh, I should, I should read this one. This one's really, really, um, uh, Uganda court frees dozens of gay men on bail after, days in jail 39 people in uganda um lgbt activists denied bail in guyana is a headline um the church's complacency in dehumanizing the lgb community so the church is very much uh, prejudiced in supporting uh, discrimination in guyana another one epic of violence brazil shocked by a barbaric gang rape of a gay man Ugh. Nearly one in five youths, young adults, say they're not straight. Global survey finds that. I find this interesting because I think it's, it's a peek into a, the new current young generation and the attitudes that are changing, which I think is wonderful. Uh, an increasing number of young adults identify as non-heterosexual or non-syngender. Uh, According to a new global survey from I. IPSOS, 
Upsis. I don't know how you say that. The results released Wednesday were based on internet survey of more than 19,000 people in 27 countries, ages 16 or 18, depending on the country, to 74. The surveys were conducted in languages for each, appropriate languages for each country. Respondents in Generation Z, which includes people born after 1997, were nearly four times as likely than those over 40, 4%. So a 4% compared to 1% to identify as gender non-binary, gender non-conforming, gender fluid, or in another way. They were also the age group most likely to identify as something other than heterosexual. Overall, 9% of the respondents identified as lesbian, gay, bisexual, pansexual, or asexual for Generation Z. Uh, for Generation Z, the figure doubles to 18%. Now, I remember, I think it was a Kinsey report said that, oh, one in 10. But uh, if it's 18%, that's not one in 10. That's two in 10, right? Almost two in 10. Uh, but that's the younger generation. And I do think that there's a kind of, Savoir faire, what is it? Where I don't care, kind of. That's, I think, a French thing. Where's Bill when you need him? <laughs> uh, I don't care, kind of attitude about these. Um, I guess these things have been put on us by, um, put upon us by the social, uh, I guess, attitudes of the day. And so uh, with that, I am at the end of my hour, and it's time to go on to the next program here. I appreciate everyone dialing in and their patience with me today. I had a few missteps with some of the audio because of what also, if you're watching on um, Facebook, uh, the music is cut off automatically. So I try to find music that is not um, patented or not uh, uh, copyrighted and uh, usually it plays. So Dinka was one of those songs today that should have played through, but I don't know that it did. So uh, we'll work at it and uh, hopefully one day they'll figure it out so that the station, which plays pays tons of royalties for this music, can also play it on Facebook or uh, YouTube where, the, where it be. So again, have a fabulous day in Laguna Beach. Uh, it's one of those days where you should go to the Saturday market uh, buy some provisions, and invite friends over and watch the sunset with a nice bottle of wine. That's my recommendation. Time to embrace the world. The 15th is coming soon, and we'll be much more liberated uh, and many more things to come. So again, thanks for tuning in to KXFM 104.7. This is Craig signing off. <laughs>